Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. You're listening to Your Photography Podcast. I'll be your host, Adam Phillips. I'm an active lifestyle and commercial business photographer and videographer with over 16 years of experience. And while I may have a good knowledge base for creating images and video, everyone has a unique perspective on creating still emotion pictures and the do's and don'ts of operating a business. That's why I created Your Photography Podcast, so that we can make a space for learning and growing a community. Whether you're just starting to find your eye in photography or you are a seasoned professional, there will always be something here for you. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining. Uh, I have Rena Spears here. Um, I'll just let her introduce herself. And yeah. Hey, guys. I'm Rena. Um, I'm an outdoor photographer. I mainly do work for hunting outfitters and charters in the U.S. and Canada. Um, Hopefully, I'll be able to start doing international work of photography and videography for hunters and outfitters and charters. And I also do lifestyle photography, which is wedding photography and couples engagements, all that type of stuff. <laughs> nice. Why or what do you enjoy most about photography? Um, capturing the moments. I think it, capturing the moments for people, whether they're happy, sad, crying because they ended up getting a harvest that they haven't in a while or something that really was sentimental to them. Um, maybe parents taking their kids out for the first time, the kids shooting their first dog. I just, that type of stuff gets me going. So I think really living in the moment and being able to capture that for them is my favorite thing about photography. No, that's cool. So is photography what you're doing full-time or is there something else that you enjoy or or that you're doing also? No. So photography, I just went full-time with my, both of my businesses six months, seven months ago now. And before then, I was doing it part-time for six years. Okay. So this is completely full-time now. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's cool. How long have you been doing photography now then? About seven years or eight years now. So I bought my A6300. I think I was... Yeah, that's going to be about seven years ago, eight years ago. Yeah. And I just kind of picked up a camera and I was like, all right, well, I like photography because I was little. I was only probably six, seven. And my grandpa gave me a camera and he's like, hey, go take pictures with it. So I always used to go take pictures with it. And I never thought anything of it, but I like to get in the memories. And uh, then the older I got, we had the cell phones and could do the pictures with the cell phone. So I was like, all right, well, screw this camera. I'm going to do it with the cell phone. And my buddies always gave me shit because they were like, oh, why are you always taking pictures of everybody? Because you never know. <laughs> like, yeah. You never know what's going to happen or if I catch something funny or if you, you know, if you end up losing a friend and you have those memories and those pictures to look back on. Like I always wanted to make sure that I would be able to relive those through a photo. So I kind of started there and then um, I got my camera seven, eight years ago and just was like, all right. So I didn't know that lighting and angles were a huge thing. And I just kind of started winging it and there I am. (laughs) Nice. Oh, that's awesome. Do you have a favorite, now that you've been doing it for a while, do you have a favorite lens or or series of lenses? Uh, yeah. So, okay, I use the 24 to 70. That is my go-to because with work, it's a lot easier. But if I had to pick, I love my 1635. Even though you can't get those far shots, I love landscape photography. And it, it's good for that. And then kind of if you're on a boat, so getting the captures of everything close up, you can always do that, even though you're like, hey, like I'm going to be in your face, but this is going to be a cool photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. And it gives you a d- angle too. So I don't know how to explain it, but even if you get 
even if you're that close to people and it gives you that wide angle, I don't know why, but I like that look. Sometimes it distorts the faces, but if you make sure that you have it on the right settings, it won't distort them. And it's kind of a cool photo. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I totally get that. And actually it's cool that like to hear you explain it because intuitively, like when I've taken a photo like that, I, I just revert back to like, or, or just kind of like about, Oh, like this lens will work. But yeah. you, you made a good point, and I think um, I think that's something that, and little points like that, I'm hoping that like the listeners will get that little bit of feedback because sometimes like they're like I don't know what lens to use while I'm on this boat, and you know if you go to a 16 to 35, it definitely like you were saying like you you can capture a lot more of what's happening on the boat and all of the stuff that's going on around it and stuff. That's yeah, so. I like that. Yeah. What's been some of your most recent work or some of your most favorite work or both? Um, So I worked with multiple outfitters from last season, technically still this season. And I think from just this last year, I did, I've been on mule deer hunts for myself and did some work prior in the past, but for gun. And this season I ended up doing it for Bo. So we had a group of guys. I worked with an outfitter out in South Dakota and he had a group of three guys and we ended up bow hunting and it was spot and stock. And my ass was worn out, but I made sure that nobody (laughs) knew it. (laughs) I'm like, I am making sure that I get all this content like for these guys. I was like, I don't care. And I was in pretty good shape, but knowing then what I know now, I definitely would have been going to the gym a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it was really cool because I got to capture their hunt, um, majority of the hunts. And it was just a cool project because I was constantly, I mean, I'm on my, my feet all day, every day, but it was a lot more physical work and I love physical work. And it was just kind of, you didn't know what was going to happen at that point. You didn't know if there was going to be a mule deer 20 yards in front of you, or if it was 150 yards in front of you and making sure that you have to be quiet. Like when you're in that scenario, you have to be a hunter as well as a photographer, which I'm lucky because I do both. So it makes it a little bit easier, but it was just a, the fact that I was hunting with them, it made me feel like I was the hunter and I was capturing the photos and I was just shooting them, but with a lens. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. And you had to be sneaky. And I love that. I love that part. And big game is it's a completely different world compared to waterfowl charters, all that. It's a lot more serious. It's a lot more physical activity. So I really enjoyed that hunt and hopefully I'll be able to be a, do a little bit more of that this next season than what I've done in the past. Cause usually it's only one or two a year, but I don't know. The bow hunting was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Did you, did you ever have like a fear that like you were going to ruin their hunt a little bit? Um, not necessarily. Cause I don't go into it thinking that yeah. I always think that I'm going to be able to do my best because I mean, you think of it as yourself. Yeah. If I'm about to go spot and stalk a deer, I would never want to be able to ruin that for myself. You know, I, I, it's a huge opportunity and you get a couple, you get a few a day if you're lucky, but not, I really don't ever feel that way. I just kind of make sure I roll with it. And you know, it's just, it is what it is. I mean, there's always that chance, but I never think about the chances. I never think about the negative. Yeah. No, that's cool. That's, that's, that's how you should go back into it thinking that I'm, I guess my thinking is like when I first 
because I, you know, I've been asked to go and film a couple hunts and like, it was just, I don't know. Like the first one I was like, are you sure you want a second person following you in to try and like, anyway, but that was, that was where my mind was at. And, but you're absolutely right. Like, um, you shouldn't go into it thinking that you're going to ruin their hunt. So no, I like that. I like that answer. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, you kind of doing it the last six years in the beginning, you're very nervous and you're like, what if I screw this up or what if I do this and what if I do that? And all you got to do is kind of think to yourself, well, what if I'm the person hunting? And if I'm the person hunting, you kind of take it into a different perspective. So I think that's really helped me out because I mean, you do get nervous hunting, but it's a little bit easier for you because you're not the one shooting the bow at this point and you're the one with the camera. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And you're it's like, like, right, yeah, it's a yeah. snapshot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't make a miss. So like that was, that's on him. <laughs> Just <kidding. That's> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. You've been up to Alaska recently though. Like you've been doing a lot of cool stuff up there. I think. Do you want to share anything that like any of that or? Yeah, so I ended up going to Alaska for two weeks. One of the weeks I was with a buddy and we ended up going to Denali, Homer, and we did a couple um, cool things up there and we got to go fishing around Homer. And then my buddy owns a charter service for Halloween, or not owns the charter service. He is a deckhand, so he helps the charter service and he works for them and helps everybody catch a fish so he's a guide (laughs) yeah um but he is about to start so he was in homer and then he's going to start in gustavus area and work with a different charter this year so i went up there and did some photos for him and then i also had the opportunity to go on a moose hunt so that was pretty cool i just went to go get some footage of that and then take some pictures and that was kind of just a fun little thing because i've never experienced moose hunting before so that was pretty cool to do (laughs) yeah that's awesome i was slightly jealous because i i lived up there for four years so i was i was slightly jealous to see just like just a few photos and like some of the adventures that you were on i was like uh (laughs) man Missing out. Anyway. You said you lived up there for four years? Yeah, I was up there in Anchorage for four years. Really? But, what did you do? <laughs> um, well, part of that was military. And then uh, I, I got out and then I worked for the university photographing f- um, their athletics department. Oh, that's awesome. Stuff. Yeah, so all the volleyball, the gymnastics, the hockey, basketball. That's Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, especially with sports. I love sports and those action shots. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed it. I miss it some days, but Utah has a cool thing to offer too. Yeah. Utah would be pretty cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, So what's your favorite thing to photograph? Maybe. And, and I say this because a lot of people don't always show the stuff that they love to photograph. They show the stuff that they're trying to get more work in because that's what pays the bills. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I asked the question. It can be. Yeah. Anyway, I'll let you go with that. Um, so 
for the pictures, I like to photograph dogs uh, working. It's probably one of my favorite because you never know what they're going to do. And it's a quick snapshot. And it's like every photo could be different within seconds. <laughs> so yeah. it's pretty cool. I do like that. Um, I really like the hunting aspect, anything hunting in the fishing related, because there's always action going on for the most part. Like deer hunting, mm, like whitetail in a stand, there's only so many shots you can do. But once you get to that part of the beginning and the ending portion, like telling the story, I like that. So yeah. as in, I like whitetail photography, but I like it when, you know, they, they either shoot one or they're climbing up the stand or their post process of gutting the deer and all that type of stuff. Like, I like that. I like the action shots more than anything. But me sitting still, it's not my favorite. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. feel like I always There's have to be on the move because I'm just like a dog. I'm like, hey, 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 <laughs> I need to get. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, probably dogs are my favorite, and then just like telling the story of hunting experiences. So that that all in all is my favorite. Yeah. So we're kind of reaching the end of the questions, but I wanted to just throw in a different question, and that is like doing a lot of the hunting stuff that you have, you have a lot of waterfowl stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you go about keeping your equipment out of the water or dry? Or do you, do you do anything specific? So I have a specific tactic, which I probably shouldn't do because I run about two cameras every time I go out into the field and I'll put, usually I'll be wearing waders and I'll put one of my cameras in my waders. (laughs) Yeah. raining or not and then i might cover it with something like a hat or one of my gators and i'll just cover it up to make sure that it doesn't get soaked and then when the other one's in the rain getting soaked then i hurry up wipe it off and then put it back in there <laughs> i do that sometimes um and i do it's not don't do it please just don't do it but if i'm on a boat <laughs> and i'm trying to get the side shots of either guys bringing their dogs back in or like a fish getting pulled up I lean all the way over to the side of the boat and I'll take the strap and I'll wrap it around my hands and I'll just take it like this and start snapping shots because if it falls, which has only fell one time, it catches before it hits the water. (laughs) So I've done that once in the last six years, but I wouldn't recommend it, but it's just another safety. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, like the mud, I don't really worry about it. I don't... You could just go home and wipe a lot of it off. My equipment, I run Sony, so my equipment stays pretty intact. And I've dropped it probably a few more times than I should have. And it scared the shit out of everybody else besides me. I'm like, yeah, no, it's fine. (laughs) So they're working. But I know that one day might come and knock on wood. Hopefully it doesn't. But I I just kind of, I just make sure I clean everything off at the end. And I make sure that everything's intact working. I clean off the lenses and I kind of, I am, a, I am more, I, I make sure that the camera's in my hand majority of the time because if it's somewhere else or a dog's next to it or somebody kicks it, I have to make sure that it's in the bag, it's in my waders or not just laying on the side of a boat where somebody could just knock it off. So I always have my eyes on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good tip actually having it always like on you or like in the bag or something because yeah if you get comfortable with setting that camera down like you were saying yeah you you don't know if somebody can knock it off or somebody kicks it and you're screwed so i just make sure that i know where it's at it's usually in a bag or in my waiters if i have two cameras out nice no i thought that would be a good a good question to ask 
because some people, especially getting into it, they're like, well, I don't know where, like a lot of people, especially are really timid and shy or steer clear away from like getting their camera into like a, uh, a hairy situation, like being around water. Yeah. <laughs> so. And you honestly, you can't look at it that way. You have to just say, if there's a spot and your waiters are going to be up to here and there's a possibility that there might be water and you might slip and fall, maybe don't take your camera out. I will say maybe just take your phone out at that point because you don't want to ruin your equipment. But if it's, if it's not that bad of a spot and you are very aware, because sometimes you'll be on rocks, sometimes you'll be on slick mud, just make sure you're careful wherever you walk to, because we were in Arizona last week and one of my buddies ended up just slipping and falling and went completely under. So it's just, you have to be aware of your surroundings when you have your camera in your hand. It's kind of like a child. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. Well, let's see goals for photography or life. Uh, my goals would be for photography. I want to get more into big game areas. I would like to take more photos of big game in general, even if I'm hunting or not hunting. I just think that it's, I, I don't know. I think it's a different thing to do instead of just focusing on waterfall all the time. Yeah. Um, whether it's video or photography, I just think those shots would be cool. And then international traveling. So I would like to get more footage of either hunters internationally or uh, like the wild or big game out there too, because it's not what we have in the U S and I love what we have in the U S but also there's so much more to see. So I think that would be pretty cool to be able to expand my photography in those type of ways. Yeah. Nice. And then the final question, it doesn't have to be the final question, but <laughs> that's what I have written down is tips for people starting out or wanting to get into photography. So specifically, I, probably to your, your niches, but yeah. Okay. Um, so for that, I would say, don't worry about a budget because if you have a budget, get the camera that you can afford at the time with the lens. And if you want to do it for a hobby, just start there because you never know if you're going to want to take off with it or if you're just kind of going to want to do it for fun instead of a business. Uh, if you want to do it for a business, start even there too, because eventually as you grow, you'll be able to afford more of the equipment that you want to do. Then there's no rush for getting anything super fancy right away because you probably still have to learn it unless you're just fucking phenomenal. <laughs> like some people are <laughs> Yeah. like, go for it. I don't care. <laughs> do whatever you want. But I was worried about that with the budget too, because I didn't, I was just starting off and I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I was just, Hey, you know, I'm going to pick up a camera and hopefully in time that as long as I work hard towards it, I'll be able to afford more. Um, so that would probably be the one thing, um, learn your camera, figure out if you want Canon, Sony, Nikon, anything, learn it, make sure you know the ISO aperture and shutter speed. I watched a lot of Peter McKinnon. <laughs> yeah. He's like my role model. So I watched him a lot. If you go back through all of his old videos, he teaches you all of that. And when he teaches you it, it's not boring. And I can't watch videos and be bored. I can't do it. So I yeah. watched all his stuff and learned everything and just went out and practiced. And that's all you can do is you have to go out, learn it, practice. And if you want to do lifestyle photography, use people. 
be like, hey, like, can I put a portfolio together with somebody? And eventually in time, you keep on doing it. And then you're like, okay, well, you're going to want to start charging. <laughs> so yeah. eventually start charging little or more, whatever you think that you're good with. And eventually you're just going to get better from there. So <laughs> And lighting. Yeah. lighting, I would say, is a huge thing. I didn't realize that until probably you're in. Lighting is huge. Um, making sure that you're always wiping off your lens because then you're going to do a lot of post work in Lightroom. And that sucks. <laughs> yeah. And angles, too. Everybody says angles. That's just like cliche. It's it's true, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So pretty much all that. Um has gotten me to where I'm at today. Definitely. Nice. What, what's been like, how do you find clients? Like what, what, what's your go-to for that? Or is it always like different? Um, I get a lot off of Instagram, to be honest with you. I have some from word of mouth, uh, like my lifestyle of photography. It's a lot of word of mouth and social media, Facebook. Um, I would say my outfitters are social media and then I haven't gotten anything from LinkedIn. I really don't like LinkedIn. I don't like TikTok. <laughs> but <laughs> I started getting some clientele from TikTok and Facebook. I have been to um, in a lot of the groups. So that's kind of where okay. I've been to. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, that's cool. Um, no, I think. And, and that's something a lot of people are like, well, I don't know. Like maybe they're good at taking the photos, but then they don't know like how to you know, mark themselves a little bit. So, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. And a lot of people do struggle with that. They, like you said earlier, they have the creative mindset, but with the business aspect, it's a little bit harder because you don't want to manage both. Usually you're good at one or the other, but when you run your own business, it's like you have to push yourself towards the marketing aspect too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you go to any like trade shows or anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I've been to a couple. I was at the Great American Outdoor Show, a couple in Michigan, a couple in... No, I think that was in Michigan. So I don't like to go to a lot of them, to be honest with you. I I get a lot more of my work when I am on social media, although I like the face-to-face interactions too. It just yeah. depends on the show you go to. Yeah, that I would say that's true. Sometimes it's just like showing up and like, maybe you've been talking to someone like on social for a long time and you're like, Hey, you're going to be at that. Like, let's meet up and like, Mm -hmm. like actually meet each other face to face. And, and I don't know, already like the relationships already been sort of established. You're just going to like, I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, that's true too. Kind of whenever you meet people also off of social media, you, I, don't like to just talk to them on social media and be able to book with them on social media. I have to go and do a process of talking with them and getting to know them a little bit more. I am not a big fan of just, okay, yep, we're going to book. <laughs> and I don't know you. <laughs> like, I am very yeah. a people person. So I have to get to know somebody before I work with them. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. So this kind of wraps up this uh, episode, but if you wanted to, just share where people can find you again. Um, your like social handles and website or whatever that you want to share. Yeah. So Facebook, it's just Rena Spears, and then on Instagram, it's Ren Ren fourteen. So Ren underscore Ren fourteen. I might change my name in time, but apparently a lot of people like to call me Ren Ren. <laughs> so yeah. 
Um, and I have TikTok too. I don't really use it other than for business purposes and I'll just throw a thing here and there about me, but that would be the same thing, the run, run 14. And I think that's it. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I wouldn't change it. Um, my opinion, like, I don't know. People call me Phil all the time and my first name's Adam and my last name's Phillips, but (laughs) people call me Phil all the time. So it's fine. Um, the it's but at the same time that's what people know and that's what they've known forever so if i changed it they'd be like i don't know where he is now i wouldn't change <laughs> it but that makes sense yeah i get it. well thank you again for uh taking your time and being on here and uh yeah appreciate you having me um it was good like finally meeting you over virtual too <laughs> yeah same Big thank you to everyone that's made it this far into the episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and being a listener. Uh, If you have not yet rated us on Apple Podcasts, that helps us out a megaton. Like it's, it's it's the big thing that helps make our channel, this podcast, rank and grow. Basically, it helps me to be able to do more of these. Um, again, thank you guys so much for being here. If you haven't yet subscribed, so you get notified with every weekly episode, every Wednesday, every morning, we would love it if you would subscribe. Um, again, thank you guys for being here. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks. Thanks.